Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. people want i think yes they've been clamoring i i saw the pitchforks i heard the banging (laughs) in the streets yeah and you know like fine i guess right i will come out we'll come back Uh, for another week (laughs) for another like we just did it we didn't leave we didn't leave (laughs) this is a weekly show i don't know what you expect i right it's it says it in the show note. It says it everywhere. It's every Monday, folks. I don't know what. What do you want? If you want more, you have to pay for it. I don't know what you expect. And like noble heroes, we are back. We're just doing. We're just doing the Lord's work. It's true. You know, I don't know. I don't know what else you can expect from us. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. God, I mean, but. <laughs> I will oblige, I guess. <laughs> we do have lives, you know? What? Un- unbeknownst to all of you, we do not live within the cyberspace. Mm. Well, Co- Actually, you know what? Cody does live <laughs> in the Matrix. I don't know. I can't speak for yeah. them. Thank you. Thank you. I, I am a real person. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you I don't are have a like, physical form. <laughs> ones I am and just zeros. like... Yeah, I'm just binary code. Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay. Um, welcome to Into the Twilight. We are fake. Boing, boing. And everything isn't real. Yeah. And We've been saying okay. that forever. And you know what? For once, that doesn't send me into a spiral. I yeah. Think. It's actually quite comforting now. Yeah, once you accept it. And, <laughs> you know, I was I was holding on for so long. But yeah. I understand now. Once you accept it, it's actually kind of freeing. Let her in, you know? You know what? Abolish time. (laughs) It's It's about time. You've been telling me for so long, and I was holding on because that's what people said, you know? Yeah. That's just what I had been told. And I was like, all right, well, just defund time. Right. Just defund it. But (laughs) But it turns out it's not enough. It's not enough. The problem is within the structure. Yeah. (laughs) Once you really just let it go and you accept that time is just a social construct mm-hmm. instead and you just you just exist as a void it's yeah. so much easier right yeah and maybe it, more beneficial to the people truly the time is, is supposedly protecting and helping <laughs> it's safer <laughs> yeah one might say sure without time yeah and maybe it's something that you can do with other things once you've done it with time. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we gotta set a precedent, you know? Yeah. Start with sundials, you know? Yeah. Just just, <laughs> just chop them. I think those are pretty much on the way out if they're not already done. <laughs> well, yeah. now, hold on. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Back up. Wait. Are you telling me that people... Wait, your Fitbit is not just a, a wrapping around sundial? Wait, hold on, Cody, what the fuck? <laughs> Allie, are you just going, like, I mean, not outside, but, like, just l- p- putting your arm against a window looking for a shadow to <laughs> tell you what time it is? Everyone is always, your life? Everyone always said that their Fitbits and their Apple Watches were really uncomfortable, and so I was in solidarity with that. <laughs> right, of course. I, I thought it was supposed to be uncomfortable and not really bend with the contours of your wrist. Sure, right. So... Fuck. Did I yeah. buy something bad off Amazon? <laughs> I bought a 400-year-old wrist sundial. <laughs> Fuck, damn it. Someone who's good at budgeting, can somebody help me out? My family's dying. I have something to add to that Depop drama Reddit. Oh my god, yeah. Anyway, start with the sundials. Yeah. Crack Then em. we'll get there, you know. And then maybe, you know, see what happens from there. Yeah. Anyways, wink, you know? 
<laughs> a wink. Cody, how the hell are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I feel like we talk a lot about, like, reality television in this space. Yeah. Mostly because I bring up reality television a lot in this space, and I'm going to do it again. Um, because this week, I am at the, like, emotional stage where Ooh. I am just getting really worked up watching MasterChef. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It's just so emotional. Like, we were that. watching the first, like episode of like the most recent season on hulu or something and just like everyone getting a getting an apron and getting very excited and like having their whole family cheer for them i'm like am i crying at master chef what that. is happening so yeah that's been my life recently. amazing and i just want these these little chefs to just make their way i, I love watching little chefs um i love the I, I, it must have been a vine that went around, and I think it was from MasterChef Junior, of mm-hmm. one of the the little boys, like, furiously grating oh, yeah. potatoes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. He's a voice for a generation, you know? It truly was a reset. That's yeah, it really sure. encapsulated a moment. I resonate with it a lot, actually. Yeah. How are you, dude? Oh, I'm, uh, um, <laughs> I'm so close to being done with school and yet so far endlessly. Yeah. Um, we have also been into reality TV in this home as well. I know that this has been on Hulu for a long time, but somehow it, you know, like Hulu's algorithm really needs so much help. A conversation for another day, but for some reason, Chris and I started getting back into watching Chopped on there. Uh-huh. Um, I've mentioned before that, like, Chris and I have tried watching The Great British Bake Off before, and it is, like, too calm. Um, (laughs) And I exist in a state where, like, I need need pressure and tension in my cooking shows. I need steaks. I do. I need steaks, literal and figurative. Right. Um, I need need meat. Um, And we got into the section where it's, like, the chopped all-stars, and that really hits – for me um and so I got to see like Anne Burrell and Kat Cora like being judged by Alex Cornicelli and that was like all the queer representation that I needed (laughs) in my life Um, absolutely and just because like Kat Cora could snap my spine in half um (laughs) but she's so small and that like does something for me personally but she made like a quesadilla and Chris and I both looked at each other and we're like that's a really shitty quesadilla and it <laughs> felt awful to say because Kat Cora is ama- like literally yeah. such a good chef um, totally. and so that chopped has been bringing me great joy during this awful time in the world yeah cooking shows have such like a very like dense queer situation going on there absolutely like, there's so many lesbians just living their truths Oh my god, yeah. It's fantastic. And friend of the pod, Shayna Macy Warner, who does Charm to Spellcast. Yes. um, (laughs) Did a PowerPoint a few weeks ago. I think it was for some presentation or something. I don't know, but she posted on Instagram. And it was basically, who is America's next top, top chef? (laughs) Like like trying to find the toppiest top chef in Top Chef. Um, What the world needs right now. And it was perfect, so... Go seek that out if you can find it. It is there waiting for you. I love that. We have some current events to talk about this week. Yes, we do. So the first of all the treats. Folks, we're just going to, we're going to go on a little bit of a ride here of going from treats to cursed. So just, just be prepared for that journey. Strap in. Welcome to Into the Twilight of it's a combination of treats and also being cursed. Like, you know, you know at this point. But the first is a little bit of a follow up from, God, like a month, two months ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. It is. Um, And so it's a piece from the cut. And I don't remember when we really talked about this, but A24 was doing an auction. Yeah. 
And it was was it originally for COVID specifically? Do you remember? I think it was. I think it was like for like pantries and and food kitchens and stuff like that for okay. like for like the very early stages. I feel like of of COVID stuff and lockdown stuff. God, so that must have been like at the very beginning then. Yeah. Okay, so this piece from the cut, um, written by Sangita. Um, is just an update specifically on the sex mermaid from the lighthouse. <laughs> it's about time, you know? And that's what we needed to know. Like, there were a yeah. lot of pieces um, all about A24, but this one is is what we really needed to know about. Yeah. Um, and so the buyer specifically spent $110,750. So that's a lot of money. It's so much <laughs> money. For a tiny little mermaid friend. And this photo makes it look like the figurine is so much bigger than it is. Yeah, yeah. The scale is not really appropriate, I don't think. It's not. Because if I remember correctly, Robert in the movie just like holds it in his hand. The figurine yes. is not big at all. No, he, like, puts it in his pocket, too. Like, it's a very small... It's small. Mermaid. Okay. Yeah, small. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is going to charity. So, so, that's great. Which is important. And if I remember as well, it's going specifically to, like, New York charities. Yes. Because A24 is based in New York. Yeah. So, the money is going to important places so i i respect it but also that is so much money it's a um, lot and also the fact that she, they're like we don't really know where it's going but she's in deals and talks with museums oh so this yeah it's like she's working on a deed with two different museums will be on display sometime in the future wow could you imagine I, I want to go to that museum. The mermaid statue that Robert Pattinson yep. masturbated to in black I, and white. Yeah. At, in a museum. I in would a rather... grand hall. <laughs> <laughs> With the, those, like, red drapes behind it. Imagine those, like, Blathers assessing that. Stop! <laughs> Just being like, we'll take great care with this. Don't take it out of your pockets. Yeah. Please don't touch. I need to get gloves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would rather people take selfies with that than, you know, stolen, colonized pieces of work. You know? Listen. Um, we got to make yeah. our own art, you know? <laughs> we do. We do need to make our this own is art. It's a good representation of the kind of art that we do. Right. Around these parts. Uh, speaking of our own art, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we do need to talk about Stephanie. <laughs> oh, we're back, baby. And uh, her and Ficklefish's art, art in heavy <laughs> quotes, um, uh, that they have been putting out since yeah. we last spoke. We've gotten some updates. Do you want to share and go on? Because I know that you are very passionate about <laughs> Twitter, Twitter's based art. Um, yeah, sure. Do you want to share about what the mistakes they've been making as yeah, of late? Yeah, so our good friends of Ficklefish Films, also known as my enemies. Good friends. Yeah. <laughs> our good friends uh, have been, over the last few weeks, releasing quotes from Midnight yeah. Sun as little teasers yes. for the release. Right. And so they've been doing what Ficklefish has always been doing. <laughs> Which is just making a very nice Instagram graphic and yes. then calling it a day and, and posting just... it everywhere else. <laughs> yep. There are programs that will just automatically convert it. Just to resize it. size you want it to be. It takes two seconds of your day. Absolutely. Why? <laughs> Why? Why do they hate us? Why do they hate me specifically? <laughs> I just want to talk. I know I've said a lot of rude things about you as a company and as a person, Stephanie Meyer specifically. But also, I'm trying to give you some some feedback here. But they can grow. 
You can grow. This is not the end. Right. And this is one of their ways specifically that we have asked them to grow. Right. And they just don't want to. <laughs> and they, to listen. I remember that one of these, they actually did it right. One of the yeah. graphics that they did, they had it correctly sized on Instagram <laughs> and correctly sized on Twitter. And we were like, okay, this might be the end. Like, they finally figured it out. And then, nope, like, back on their bullshit. Yeah. Now, here's what I will say. To their benefit, I don't hate the graphic itself. No, it looks very nice, actually. The watercolor is beautiful. Yes. And I, so I don't hate that. Like, in comparison to her usual stuff, which is, like, very, <laughs> I don't know, it, her usual aesthetic of, like, very, like, black yeah. and just very like just one fruit like yeah when you think when you think of stephanie you think of black and then you think of one titular kind of like symbol there yeah, for sure. this is this is the exact opposite of it's very white and then there's two opposing images here and it's watercolor it's very soft which yeah. is not i don't i don't know it's very different but i like it yeah. um so I don't hate that. It's more so just like, Stephanie, you would, it would help your viewers so much if they didn't have to click through on the image to be able to see it. Like, you have yeah. people that can do this, so. It's okay. Um, on the quotes themselves, from what you've seen so far, anything that stands out to you? Uh, Same. I do like that we have a little lighthouse moment, one could say. Tell me more. With a quote that talks about tentacles? Question the mark. tentacles really, really did something for me. And yeah, I don't know that it was good. I don't think I like it, but it is interesting. Could you read it for the class for me? Yeah, a dramatic reading. Uh, <laughs> her uncanny premonitions reached so far, stretched their tentacles so Ugh. deep into the future, that even she didn't understand all the action she took. Somehow she'd sensed years before Bella had chosen to come to Forks that at some point I would be facing this most bizarre trial. Perhaps she was omniscient after all. So I so, hated that. I hate, yeah, I hate <laughs> it. I decided I hate it. <laughs> I changed my mind, um, and it's yeah. awful. Yeah, um, it's very Stephanie, I will yeah. say. Um, her cadence hasn't changed at all. The other one, and this one was, like, so overt that it, it basically just, like, reached through the screen and punched me in the face. Um, in On her website, it's just titled Midnight Sun Quote 3, which is mm -hmm. every word we spoke here, each another of them was another <laughs> pomegranate seed. Yeah. And this one, they've chosen to have two pomegranates on the image. And it's like, all right, all right, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like whoa, whoa. We got getting it. fancy over here. So anyways, they post them every Tuesday and Friday. Um, she posts them on our website and then obviously like on our socials too. So very typical. Um, obviously trying to build this hype, but it, I don't know. It's fine. We just wanted to mention them on here. Hopefully at some point we'll, we'll have enough that people will actually start to build something of this to yeah. see if the, the plot has any clues for us. Totally. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have some we have some serious things to discuss here. Yeah. Um, and we don't usually have like proper current event stuff. Right. Usually, our current event stuff is I don't know that I would say it's light, but it's not like actual fucking. Not really reflecting anything that's actually happening. Actually happening in the world, I would say. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, it's fucking... The lighthouse statue was sold. Right. <laughs> um, but as of last week, I guess, when this, when this comes out, current events happened in Forks, Washington. And I feel like it would... I don't know. It would feel inappropriate if we didn't actually talk about it. Yeah. So, the two sources of information that I at least saw this come from were Matthew Rendazzo and Herman Wong on Twitter. I didn't see any other. And then obviously like the Peninsula Daily News 
was talking yeah. about this as well. Um, but it seems like there was, there were, there was a site of like fucking racism that happened in Forks, Washington last week. <sighs> yep. And uh, here's what I'll say from living in Washington and just living in the Pacific Northwest all my life. Mm-hmm. This doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not even just that it's a small town, but just like from what I know about that area, um, the idea that it just because it's a small town that has been known for the past 10 plus years for its tourism, um, it doesn't somehow make it absolved from racism and bigotry. Totally. Um, but I do think that it's worth mentioning that, like, that it happened, um, and, like, it's not okay. <laughs> like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that the a lot of the reports that I've seen, um, there's a huge thread from Matthew Randazzo that's, like, seemed to have gotten a lot of updates and information, mm-hmm. um, especially from a lot of locals on there. But right. it, from what I understand is it just seemed to be folks in town um that blocked locals like or like blocked people trying to leave town yeah and they they thought that they were like anti-fascist um and so they were harassing them (sighs) so absolutely not yeah (laughs) so fuck that so fuck that um and there is, again, I think that it's important to mention, like, the Peninsula Daily News has a a thorough kind of article about this. As mm-hmm. far as I've seen, it's all, like, there's a lot of reportedly harassed and, like, allegedly, like, because there isn't, they have, I think they still have to say that, right? Because there aren't, like, charges. Yeah. Um, that is the technical thing you have to do in journalism. Um, but, like, fuck this. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> like, um, it's especially because of the fact that, like, this was specifically a multiracial family mm-hmm. um, that was being targeted by locals with guns. Yeah. Like, for no for no other reason than they thought they were a quote-unquote threat. Um, so I think that that is important to remember that even though as a, like, fandom, this place is, like, I don't know, fantasized, romanticized, I guess. Yeah, and not um, absolved of any, like, bad things that they do. Yeah. Because it has a, like, it's like a landmark or whatever. Yeah, and I saw, like, a couple of the things that I saw when this first came out is, like, Carlisle would have never let this happen or like Charlie would have never let this happen. It's like mm-hmm. that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> like yeah. um and it's just the idea that this this area has been romanticized and a lot of people mm-hmm. are coming in specifically for the tourism does not mean that a lot of those things do not happen there. And I don't live in that side of Washington. I can't speak to that, but like Right. That doesn't mean I, I can like pretty much guarantee that it does. Cause like this happened <laughs> like, right. and racism happens everywhere and bigotry happens everywhere. Um, yeah. so like, fuck this. Yep. Um, and I mean, what this tells me is that it, even though I'm pretty sure that they have called off the Forks Festival for this year, just cause of like large gatherings. Yeah. Um, it, this tells me that, like, giving Forks my tourism money is not something that I feel okay doing. Yeah, totally. So, it's it's not cool, um, and I don't support it. Yeah. So, um, but we have a cursed article for different <laughs> reasons to get to. Oh, no. Um, this was sent over. By Braver Than the Marines herself, Taylor Browntown Lautner. Thank you, and also, why? <laughs> yeah, can you share um, share this very <sighs> weird website that was sent over to us? <sighs> so it's from this website 
called Publish Zero X. And Taylor, I just have a question for you. How the fuck did you find this? How did you get here? Did you go down an internet rabbit hole and ended up on the Bitcoin side of the internet? Are you on the dark web, Taylor? It's just my honest-to-God question. I think Taylor lives on the dark web. I think that's how she gets the best fan fictions, and I think that's how she gets this cursed article, which is who, or what, is Edward to Bigfoot's Jacob. Yes. So, the (laughs) description that Taylor sent over, she said right off the bat, this is a cursed article, and I have a lot of questions. Also, if you were to ask me, I think Edward would be Mothman. Now I love this. (laughs) And that makes a lot of sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, off the bat, I love this. So, from what I understand about this, is that the author of this, which is just, the author of this article Uh is just titled Zodiac Senator. (laughs) So great. (laughs) Which, same. Yeah. Um, is essentially giving two archetypes, which is the vampire and the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Could you read the archetype for the vampire for me, please? I, I can. I can do that for you. Thank you. The vampire is cold, beautiful, intelligent, calculated, self-centered, and most of all, mysterious. Now, every single one of those words was capitalized. Yep. For no reason. Like a seductive serial killer, but with the soul of a tortured artist. (laughs) Where's the werewolf? And these are all capitalized. Hot, rough, animalistic, quick-tempered, selfless, and loyal. And then these are not. These are not. Hot. (laughs) He's hot. Um, First things first, a werewolf is hot. um, Like a guard dog (laughs) with a human face and a six-pack. A beer. Uh, yeah, right. Some fucking Corona, baby. Um, okay, so then the the question that's being posed is like, okay, so if these archetypes exist, then what about Bigfoot? Mm. So if Bigfoot fits the Jacob stereotype, then what is Edward's stereotype for Bigfoot? <laughs> Which is a valid listen. I sure valid question. Uh huh. I I think the Mothman makes sense to me. Yeah, the Mothman is very good. Because the and Mothman I, is kind of sexy. <laughs> the, listen, the Mothman, the Mothman can get it. Yeah, the Mothman can get it. The Mothman, honestly, he's hot. <laughs> yeah, he's hot. I, I do love, too, that the Mothman has now become a Chicago thing. We have stolen him from <gasps> West Virginia for some Whoa. reason. Um, because the Mothman historically is like, or not historically, but like legend has it or whatever, that it's a uh, West Virginia legend. Um, but yes. like two years ago, people in Chicago were like, yeah, I saw the Mothman. Like the Mothman Whoa. is here. And there were like multiple sightings of the Mothman. And like a Chicago rapper like made a whole song about the Mothman. And like there were newspapers that had like the front, like an illustrated cover of the Mothman. Like it's been a moment. We've had a, a bit of a Mothman moment. So we've just <sighs> really co-opted that cryptid culture for ourselves which i I love love that for us i'm trying to think of if there are any others really that would fit this Mm -hmm. (sighs) and because the mothman is such a like maybe maybe the wendigo Oh, sure. Yeah. Dark and mysterious. Dark and mysterious is really what I'm trying to, like, get at here. And the other one, because I don't think, the Jersey Devil is a little too... (laughs) A little wild. A little too wild. It's more werewolfy than vampire-y. And I'm trying to think, like, suave. You know? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And when you think, when you think Mothman, you think suave... Wendigo is a little too, is a little wild, but, like, you can make it work. Yeah. I could see the Mothman in a suit, you know? That's what I'm thinking. Now, (laughs) this is a wild card, but you Uh could make it work if you needed to. Yeah. The Dover Demon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
And that that is my wild card. But yeah, that's my truth. But you know, it also you know. <laughs> um, but I love this question. Thank you, Taylor, for allowing me to be able to safely and on brand talk about cryptids on this podcast. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has. It has been a minute. Um, all right. Should we talk about this awful book? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Things got a little bit buck wild this week. Yeah. Can I just We've say? raised the stakes a little bit. Yeah, we've hit Things this, are going like, fast and furious. <laughs> we've hit this 50% threshold, and things have, like, gone off the rails. Yeah, we're popping off. Uh, okay, so last week, when we left off, um, Joe and Delilah did the fuck. What? Yeah. Um... <laughs> You know how they have they did the fuck they had sex yeah um yeah. and when Joseph woke up at five a.m. doing his nine to five thing um yeah. he caught Delilah red-handed in his Henderson kill trophy bag and that's just like where it left off which like first of all not great he didn't think to put that away. Like, in the book last time, he at least had the common sense to, like, pop a tile in his bathroom ceiling to keep his trophies. Why is he it's so get chill Get rid here? of the weapons! They're Do still better. in, like, a clear, like, a shopping, like, a grocery store bag where you can see from the top that there's just a bunch of murder weapons. Now with the addition of blood on them, because he used them for murder. I just don't understand why he's so bad at crime. Every time he's, like, given an opportunity to do a crime. And he does it. But he <laughs> fucking whips it at every other conceivable angle besides actually killing someone. Can I just say that I thought this book is bad. Like, Joseph is bad at yes. crime. Yes. Watching Search Party, like I talked <laughs> about last week, yeah, gave me... Like, I just ripped my hair out because yeah. they are so bad at crime that yeah. every time I was watching it, I was like, they have never watched any crime show. They've never read anything about crime because right. they are not even attempting to wear gloves or yeah. mask their handprints or their finger. Like, it's awful. Right. Sorry, your I childhood wasn't just you watching Forensic Files on it, the but time. Like, honestly, why like... are they... Why are you even in this business? Why would you ever attempt? Uh, it was honestly so disrespectful to yeah. everything. So to, <laughs> to real murderers or serial killers, it was so disrespectful to a Scorpio to watch them just like <laughs> fuck everything up, and it's like you know nothing about death. This is so <laughs> awful. Um, okay, so chapter thirty starts, and Joseph is pissed, <laughs> um, and he's yeah. like, um, "Hi, hello, what are you doing?" and <laughs> Delilah's excuse is like, oh, I was looking for toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's such a bad liar because yeah. Joe's like, hi, do you see my stack of toilet paper here? <laughs> I got a whole package. I have a whole, like, Costco 36 roll here. What are you she's doing? like, oh, that's so funny. I didn't see that. That's so <laughs> weird. What? She's like, she's like sitting on the toilet paper roll instead <laughs> of the toilet. Uh, like, I kind of forgot what toilet paper looked like. So I guess I was trying to, like, figure out, like, what that was and go from there, you know? <sighs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> Poor Delilah. <laughs> Poor Oh. Oh, Delilah. <laughs> uh, so Joseph is like, She's a self-destructive fiasco of a person, which I felt very called out about. Right, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I'm gonna get content. that tattooed on me. <laughs> on your thigh, just like... <laughs> I'm honestly gonna get my Deadly Hallows tattoo covered up by saying <laughs> just a self-destructive fiasco of a person. Yeah, that's actually beautiful. I relate to that, honestly. Yeah. Um, but he's like, she couldn't just stay in bed with me. She couldn't be content to suck my dick and cheat on her not-a-boyfriend boyfriend. Which I honestly forgot that she was like, oh yeah, I'm here yeah. waiting for my boyfriend. Anyways, so remembering, and I had to remember during this whole scene that he's like cornering her and like blocking the entrance of the bathroom during this mm -hmm. whole thing. Which like changes the dynamic of this a lot. Yeah, totally. Um... Because she's like, I think I should go. And Joseph being like, I think you should stay. And it's like, mm, eh, hmm, well. 
Um, and of course, Joseph being bad at crime <laughs> is like, get in the tub, which like, Joseph, do you know anything? <laughs> Come on. Um, and she tries her best of being like, I know people. <laughs> and Joseph just always wanting to get the last word at everything. And he's like, no, Delilah, you fuck people. Wow. You don't know anyone. Nope. But you do have sex with a lot of people, actually. So a lot of people. Take that. And as he's, like, gearing up to kill her, he's like, <laughs> I wish Delilah were a little bit more like me. I wish she were more confident. I wish she never stopped believing in herself, like her tattoo. But she did. And it's... I will never forget that Delilah has that fucking tattoo. <sighs> And also, meanwhile, when he's yes. bashing her skull into the bathtub, yes, he's playing Journey's Greatest Hits. It's too much. It's so... What is with this man? And I guess we didn't really get a lot of this in the show, maybe because of like licensing reasons. But like, Book Joe loves to do a murder to a very specific theme soundtrack. And that is... It is not only hilarious, but it makes it so much scarier. Yeah. That like, he's Delilah like, was Journey. Yeah. And, um, Crystalia was Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. And Peach was Elton John. The idea that he's like, wait, wait, wait. Before I kill you. You're right. <laughs> okay, Siri, play <laughs> my murder playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the remix. All right. And that is... That makes things so much scarier. And also just so much more incriminating. Yes. That you would be so... It's so easy for the police to be able to tie their music taste to what he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. He's so bad. He's like, oh no, I'm going to play it on a private session so no one will be able to trace <laughs> it back to me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the end of this chapter, though, is so... The details are so gross. The idea that he, like, makes it, I guess it's Caroline, but, like, um, Joseph makes a point to, like, grab her extensions Mm -hmm. and, like, continue. He doesn't even, like, um, like, stab her. He is, like, viciously, like, slamming her head against the porcelain, which is awful and way more terrifying honestly yeah um but he's like she isn't beautiful she was pretty and i don't feel (sighs) sorry for her and i'm not going to apologize he's so i fucking hate joseph yeah (laughs) he's so gross um but that's chapter 30 so chapter 31 is him being like oh fuck dude i just killed someone (laughs) what do i do now i can't just like pack up and go, I have my name on this lease. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and so he decides to just put her body in a duffel bag and dip out. Yep. And here's my question. Does, did he buy this duffel bag at REI? Oh and my gosh. second question, does REI make a duffel bag big enough to put a fucking body in it? Yeah, I, are the, I feel like you can't, make body-sized duffel bags because Because of the connotation. Because what else would you be using them for? What else? If not to transport a body. Because there are about three things that you could put in a body-sized duffel bag. (laughs) One, a body. Yeah. (laughs) Two, it would have to be long enough, right, Uh that I, the only other thing I could presume, or the second thing I could presume, would be golf clubs. Right? Sure. And but they already then, make bags for those. But they make bags for them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the third thing is you would have to think, okay, not the not the length, right? But just the weight would yeah. be bowling balls. But hi, they make <laughs> bags for those. So the only conceivable thing would be a body bag. Yeah, it's not a good look for sure. So but R-E-I, also <laughs> Why are you making a body duffel bag? (laughs) Could you imagine someone with a six foot long duffel bag? 
just full of bowling balls <laughs> walking down the street. The amount moving of and arm grooving. strength. <laughs> yeah, right. And they just like quickly turn around and just fucking take your knees out. Yeah, I would fucking body you. <laughs> Sorry, Nancy Kerrigan, you gotta get out of here. You gotta go. Oh my god. <laughs> that would honestly terrify me. Yeah, that's just a, the most disturbing image I think I've thought of in a minute. Yeah. I, so thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> what what duffel bag, Joseph? Where did you yeah. get this duffel bag? Where does it come it, from? Because the only other... Okay, so maybe there's four options. Is it the <laughs> duffel bags that the like armed services have? Sure. But those don't fit bodies, do they? Yeah. And if so... <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because that seems incriminating. <laughs> what if he, like, like bought a bunch of duffel bags and just sewed them all together, human centipede style? Oh, to put my, a God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I have so many awful images just swirling around in my head yeah, right now. Yeah, welcome back, baby. Welcome to Into the Nightmares, honestly. <laughs> Oh, God. I may have awful dreams about bowling balls now, and it's honestly <laughs> no one's fault but my own. Um, okay, so, anyways, Joseph somehow, and his mysterious fucking magic bag, yeah. gets Delilah into here. And there's no, there's, like, no time spent on him getting her into this bag. No. Like, that, done. Which, fine, because, like, I didn't really want to read it, but that just is... <laughs> Caroline did not want to spend time explaining that. Right? I'm not going to let you know how this happens. Yeah. Who wants that? That is just there. Um, <laughs> so, great. His way of solving this, because, again, Joseph is awful at crime, yeah. is he's like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this body-filled duffel bag and I'm going to throw it into the fucking sea. Because that always works. Right. No one can track me there. No one can track me. It's just going to drop to the bottom of the sea. And it's, that's, and crime, done. Yeah. Perfect. You can't arrest me under sea law. Nope. International waters, baby. International waters. You can't (laughs) charge me. I'm Catalina Island, international (laughs) waters, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's worked for so many people. So he takes... (laughs) Fucking the Quinn's boat steals yeah. it and just goes out to do a crime. Yeah. And seems to have no problems here. Right. Pretty easygoing. And again, because Caroline does not want to explain all of this. Right. And also, why add conflict? Why? Why would Anywhere? it be hard for a criminal to do a crime? Yeah. You know? Um, So, (laughs) during this part, Joseph is like, um, (laughs) he's like, Ellie could, he's like, Ellie consumes people, but these people could have been a little bit kinder. I don't feel so bad anymore. My body count in LA, one star and one star fucker. So it's like not even people, you know? It's like not, they're just like not even people. It's okay. And when he gets the boat back into the marina, he hears someone calling his name. Is it his conscience? No. It's love. And she's, uh, he describes her as being wrapped up in a hooded bathrobe. And the way that I imagined this um, is just very, like, it's supposed to be just after sunrise at this point. She's, like, pissed off at this point. Because he describes her as not smiling, which to Joseph means, like, she's immediately pissed off. Right, she hates him. <laughs> and she's so annoyed. Which, like, yeah. honestly, I would be too, because from Love's perspective, um, he dipped after, like, one of her, I don't know, acquaintances, I guess. He yeah. texted her and then didn't follow up. Yep. And now stole her parents' boat. Ryan comes so, back riding her boat. Yeah, so like, like hey, I babe, would be pissed too. <laughs> it's been a minute. Sorry, I wasn't answering your call. Yeah. So, um, she 
the first thing that she says to him is, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And (laughs) it's like, yeah, you bailed on me and now you're on my boat. What gives? Uh, Yeah, which understandably. And so he thinks after what they, what he said um, when we left off last week is that they're broken up. Um, Because he thinks that she wants to be with Milo. And she is making it very clear in this conversation that he, that Milo is her director. Yeah. It's a work relationship. Work relationship. Yep. Um, And now he is realizing that he overreacted. (laughs) And he stole her property. (laughs) Yeah. And. And cheated on her. Yep. And. (laughs) He has not told her yet, but he cheated on her and then killed the body to bury the evidence. Great job, Joseph. Not looking great. None of the things that you have done in the past 12 hours look great for you. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) So he's like, well, fuck. And she's like, all right, Joseph, just throw me the line. Like, I need to get this boat in so you don't fuck up even more. Yeah. Um... (laughs) And so he's still trying to be a piss baby and been like, well, aren't you going to go film your movie? You didn't even want me to come. You didn't even invite me. And she's like, Joseph, we spent all summer together. I didn't yeah. think I needed to invite you. Yeah. <laughs> like, we practically lived together. <laughs> yeah. Can we cool it? Can you stop? Um, and he's like, oh, cool uh well then yeah i should probably like go get packed (laughs) um and so as they get ready to like leave the boat and go get ready to leave um joe makes a very strong point to say that he stays a moment longer to look at the ocean which he calls delilah's giant blue (laughs) grave i hate it here and he makes a point also to say, it would be impossible to find my bag in there. And the permanence of decisions made at sea is bigger than all of us. So no one, no one will ever find yeah. that bag. No. Because it's in the sea. Yeah. And nothing, yep, nothing in the sea has ever found. Nothing. No, not one. Can you name me one? No. Nope. Nope. No bottles with letters in them have ever been found. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing's ever been found, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And nobody, you know, comes across strange looking duffel bags and is like, this probably isn't worth investigating. (laughs) Yeah. No duffel bags with like hands ever come out. (laughs) No. All right. So. I'm very curious about your thoughts on this. Because one, Boots and Puppies is said so many times. It's the worst title of anything I've ever read. I I'm so over it, first of I all. Hate it. And now that and sometimes they'll just like call each other like boots and puppies. And it's like, stop. Literally, stop. Stop it. Stop I talking. it's so annoying. <laughs> Um, and I know that, I don't remember if we brought it up last week when we were talking about it, um, but Milo had originally said that his part of Orin was going to be played by Jake Gyllenhaal, Uh which, like, everyone knows is bullshit, but Milo (laughs) keeps saying it. Yeah. And he keeps bringing it up on set, which, like, fuck that. Like, this could have been (laughs) Gyllenhaal. We had uh, the papers and everything, just like scheduling. This. You know, uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> so they are shooting this in a house in Palm Springs. It's yeah. like supposed to be very mid-century, very like white and pink and orange. Um, Forty and love and Milo all love it, and Joe hates it. Yeah. Which, again, like everything else. (laughs) And Milo seems to be calling it something like indoor Coachella. Because for some reason, he thought with his budget, 
he was going to be able to film what seems to be like a two-person play at Mm -hmm. Coachella. And his Barry sign was like, there's literally no way that that is going to happen. Like, imagine the sound. Imagine the light consistency. And so he's like, fine, 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 fine. We'll do it in Palm Springs and we'll do it indoors. (laughs) Like, sure, great. Um, But we need to make it feel like Coachella in here. Yeah. What we get is a lot of Joseph in the what he causes the video village of just sitting on set watching a lot of the monitors while Milo and love just kiss the the shit out of each other. Yeah. All day, every day. Mm. Like Um, totally professionally. Totally. It's all, it's all business, right? Don't worry worry about it. It's all business. Um, and (laughs) Joe also makes a point to describe what Milo is wearing as Orin, which is glasses, seafoam green topsiders, a navy blue polo style shirt with a popped collar. Um, (laughs) And he's like, and didn't I already kill this guy when he was shilling home soda and fucking Guinevere Beck? And I was like, Uh. you know what, dude? You're fucking yeah. right. <laughs> you do have a type. And it's you a type do... of woman that likes a very specific type of guy. Yeah, you like certain women that love certain dudes. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's never you. <laughs> it's never yep. like someone that looks like Joe. It's true. They always like a certain kind of dude. Yeah. Um, Read the room, Joe. Maybe <laughs> this isn't your this isn't your wave to ride. Right. So He's on, like, day four of 28 days, and he's like, all I do is I eat, and I wait, and I watch these dudes kiss each other. (laughs) And so, apparently, at some point, Milo calls Joseph Loverboy, and now everyone is calling him Loverboy, which makes Joseph furious. Yeah. And... Every time that he goes to craft services, which they call crafty, which I hate, everyone makes fun of him, which is rude. Like, what the fuck else is he supposed to be doing? And Joseph decides, out of revenge, that he is going to get ripped. Because, sure, what else does he have to do? We love masculinity. Yep. We love a revenge body, I guess. I have to be bigger than him to beat him. You gotta beat him. I will become Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, yep. Um, and so, all of a sudden, it's day 17. Um, and they're still making a movie, but Joseph says he's making a body. Um, and he is now becoming very compulsively obsessed with his body and everything that he eats, which yeah. does not seem great for him. Um... And now there is a new scene that's been added. And it's not great. Um, And Milo is the one that breaks this news to Joseph. Um, And he's like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm so glad that you said yes to this rewrite um if I had been in your shoes like I would have said no so like thanks so much um and he like Joseph like runs over and like smacks a PA and is like give me this script right <laughs> it's like shut Let up me and give it. this to me, <laughs> <Let> me <read. laughs> and it's this like I don't know it's like this it's not grotesque but it's like this I don't know super it's self-serve. written like fan fiction it's it not written is. like a screenplay at all it is. It's like, it's super self-serving. Um, like the whole thing is supposed to be like, oh, we're adding a blowjob scene, and that's like controversial or whatever. But like, even when he's writing it, he's like, he takes him or she takes him, and it's like that. Just be. You have to be direct with your words. You can't like be poetic with stage directions. Right. And since Joe knows that, like, 
I don't know, love doesn't give blowjobs. He's like, um, excuse me, what, I, uh, um, hello, what are you talking about? This is impossible. Love is unable to give blowjobs. She doesn't do it. She won't even do it for acting. So what are you talking about? (laughs) Don't get it twisted, okay? She'll never do this. She'll never do it. And so he's like, um... And so he goes back to that, like, there's a mouse in my house thing. And he's like, I'm going to ki- I'm gonna fucking kill Milo. Um, also, does Joe think that sex scenes in movies they're are real. actors actually having sex? <laughs> they're real. He doesn't, th- he thinks there's no cocksock. He thinks there's actually people in the room and they're watching them have sex every time. Everything in a movie is real and has happened. Yep. There's no, th- it's all one take. I don't know what to tell you. It's all real. Yeah, come on. Yep. So next week, um, chapters 33 through 35. um, And I think Milo, I think he might be going. I mean, either Love and Milo are having sex. Yeah. Or Milo dies and Joe and Love are having sex. So... Something's gonna happen. Some, some's something in, you know? Um, but we have some great patrons to thank. Um, and I have, for you, I have pulled up a list of North American cryptids for you. We love, we love that. Um, and quite a few of these I did not know. So I, it'll be new for us. You, the cryptid expert? Listen, we all like, we like to learn. Huh? All right, shout out to Maggie Quinn. Who's gonna be, who's gonna be champ. (laughs) Who seems to reside in, oh God, uh, (laughs) New York. Uh Uh-huh. So bad at states. Yeah, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) Now we have to do geography. Uh, who resides in the northeastern part of the U.S. Shout out Katie Weber. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome back, Katie Weber. Hello. Who's going to be the Oklahoma octopus? What is that? Which, like, hello? <laughs> is there water in Oklahoma? Right, like, how did it get, did it go through a river? <laughs> Yeah, I have questions. Yeah, I can't wait to research literally all of these. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, shout out to Zoe Steele. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be Charlie um, yes. from Idaho. Hell yeah. Shout out Rebecca. Call it. Bow, bow, bow. Who's gonna be the Wendigo. Hell yeah. I feel the vibes. Like, when I think of cryptids, I think of the Wendigo. Yeah. I also, I always associate Wendigo with Australia. Oh. Which is why I'm very confused that it's in Canada, but I respect it. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. All right. Shout out to... Fuck. Elizabeth Swan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Who's gonna be... Uh, Beast of Bray Road. Okay. From the Great Lakes area. Um, ah. uh, My dude. <laughs> listen, it's not in, it's not in Illinois. Right, what's right above Illinois? Michigan? Minnesota? No. Wisconsin? Yes. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. My brain's made of cheese. (laughs) Okay. Shout out to Amy Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Who's gonna be... Frogman? (laughs) Hell yeah! (laughs) Who I fucking love. Uh, From Michigan. That is where Michigan is. Um... This photo is so good. <laughs> I love Frogman. I hope that is canon to what Frogman apparently looks like because I love him. I love, I feel like Frogman. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. All right. 
shout out to Molt Gray. Molt, 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 Molt. All right, Mulch. Um, based on what I know about you, Mulch, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be hard because, Mulch, I feel like you might take this offensively if I choose wrong. Um, Mulch, you know what, Mulch? I'm going to choose the Skinwalker. <laughs> based on this photo alone. Yeah. You know what? I don't. I don't question that. <laughs> I think they both have, like, fun but very haunted energies to them. Yeah. That's, like, a shared little thing. Um, so I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's something about this photo in particular that really does something for me. It's, um, like, it's doing the, the Bella arching her back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like the skinwalker went to reach its cup of blood and like really, <laughs> really fucked something up. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to see a chiropractor after that blood. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> okay. Shout out Kelly Beck. Oh my god, I actually highlighted everything in this document. Shout out Kelly Beck. Yes. Yes, Kelly. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be? Now remember, Kelly has children. So choose wisely. <laughs> now I am questioning everything. Kelly does have children. I'm going to say the Chupacabra. I think that's a great choice. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was something, a test and I passed. <laughs> something about the Chupacabra feels very maternal to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's a comforting energy to the Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> something you about know? the Chupacabra feels very, like... I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. But, like, it'll be cool, you know? Right. I it'll agree. be a story. It is a story. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to Taylor Browntown Water. All right, Taylor. Um, now, here's the thing I know that there's one that looks, there's like two that look a lot like wolves on here. Yeah. But when I think about you, Taylor, I don't think about a wolf. I'm going to choose the Ozark Howler. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Just the mouth on this, this fella <laughs> is insane. It reminds me, honestly, of the Yik Yak thing. Oh, yeah, it does look like the Yik Yak logo. And honestly, Taylor, when I think of you, I think of this image specifically. I, You know what it also reminds me of? It reminds me of that photo of... Um, a photoshopped cat by a mountain with a cowboy hat that's, like, howling. Yes! Like, singing a song. That's the yes! exact same fucking thing. And that's the exact vibe I get from you, Taylor. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a strong <laughs> vibe. Just a little yeehaw energy. Just a little yeehaw. <sighs> we love it. All right. Shout out Aaron Salinger. Woo-woo-woo. Who's gonna be the Mothman? Wow. Yeah. I think, you know, high tier patron. There's Truly. a high tier cryptid, I think. Wow. I love that. All right. Well, then, for Sophia Salinger, I'm going to choose the Mothman's spouse, uh-huh. Sasquatch, for my yeah. home state of Oregon. Represent. And honestly, I do feel like Sasquatch represents my home state. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Cody, which one of these cryptids do you feel like represents you? <laughs> there are so many good ones. I... <laughs> There's something about the scape or swamp lizard man that really does something for me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so strong looking. It just has so many names. And it's just like, it looks like a, a regular dude. But that's just green and is a little buff and has like kind of a lizard face. I love that. I respect it. How about you? Who are you? There's something about the mouth on the bat squatch that <laughs> I feel really represented by. Yeah, that's you just like clenching. Yeah. And not realizing that you're clenching all the time. There's something about it that like the bat squatch looks like its fists are clenched and like that its jaw is clenched. Yeah. And like its its knees also look like it's clenched and I just feel very seen by that. Yeah. Every conceivable limb or th- something that can be clenched is clenched on the bat squatch. And I I understand that. 
Yeah. So I also, the mouth on the adlet is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I just yeah. gotta say. I also think I'm like an Oklahoma octopus rising. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, yeah. I also uh, feel like the, um, when I wake up in the morning, I am the Dover demon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just crawling out of bed. <laughs> wake up in the morning feeling like Dover demon. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, I okay. gotta get out of here. Okay, so I have a fan fiction for you this Thank week. Thank you. Um, it was submitted by Taylor Browntown Lawner. Oh. Um, it was not written by Taylor Browntown Lawner, um, and that is because they're a coward. Um, <laughs> uh, Taylor Brown has already been so vulnerable on this podcast before. <laughs> she was like, I tried to revisit the old fan fictions again. It was still too much. So... <laughs> confirmed coward um this one instead is a little drabble that she sent over um it is titled jello wrestling um (laughs) and and it is by the author blood makes noise great the the pairing for this one is edward and jasper Mm -hmm. and it was written on may 27th of 2010 So I'm going to read just a little bit of this for you. Thank you. Okay. And I think it's, it's from Edward's perspective. Okay. How the fuck did I get myself into this mess? It's the last time I bet on Alice. I trusted my sister when she said not to worry about money. She'd chosen appropriate punishment if I'd lost. I'd certainly never volunteer for this shit. I watched in horror as they poured another bucket into the ring. Can you drown in jello? Then I saw my opponent. Suddenly I couldn't wait to writhe amongst the slippery stuff if I got to grab the blonde perfection in front of me. He was looking at me like he was looking the same, if like he was thinking the same thing. I was flat on my back in seconds. He wasn't big, but he was all long, lean muscle, and he caught me by surprise. The jello broke my fall in a squishy wave, and he straddled me. He wore a cocky smile. Jasper, he said by way of introduction. He squirmed on me. I got hard and managed to shove him off, scrambling away on hands and knees. Big mistake. Again, he was on me. Looked like an invitation, he hissed in my ear. As he ground his cock into my hip and flipped me over, his hands circling my wrists. End scene. Wow. So, a little, a little something. Yeah. For you? Yeah. Something for the road, you know? Just something for the road. Like, it's a, se- you know, a little 7-Eleven fanfic stop. Yeah, a little pit stop, yeah. God. Listen, you gotta pump gas somewhere, you know? All right, well, as we say here in Cryptid Town... Get bit. Get whipped. Woo! Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.